0: A seat and grab a glass millennial song podcast time to fun down swir at glass open up if you like how it's feeling catch the
1: five turn it up. what's going on everybody my name is Isis Dan you also known as a millennial song and we are here live in Sicily Italy okay for the millennial song podcast episode one of season Y'all, can you believe it? We done made it to season two, what is life? What is the world? How did we get here, okay? I'm super excited to obviously be back and to talk to you guys about all of the research that I've been doing behind the scenes, but then to also bring some new perspective and challenge your minds to think, for yourselves, okay? Now, why is that important to me? As we move forward with these new conversations and dialogues, right? I have new content. Suzanne is 100% coming back. I even brought the wig here in Sicily. So hopefully before the week's out, you guys will have a Suzanne video. Lord have mercy, I'm nervous. But anyway, I want us to have this conversation because as we move forward with talking about wine laws and what's going on behind the scenes in the words of Julia, the unsexy side of wine, which we gonna make sexy because it's important that it is sexy because we need to understand what is actually influencing the wines that are on our shelves, the wines that we are putting in our body, prices, the people in charge making all the money while we just sitting on the sidelines wondering what the heck is happening. Okay, we need to make it sexy so that we can have a piece of the pie rather than just kind of being on the sidelines watching things happen. There's no reason for us to be at this point, at least for me, this point in my career, and not know that we have a congressional wine caucus, not, not, not know who Wine America is. And I mean, I've been doing so many temperature checks online, on um, Instagram, asking questions like, do you guys know who this is? Do you know what this is? All of the questions. And I've been so disappointed to realize, not only do I not know, but a lot of people within the industry who have been in this industry longer than I have also aren't aware of these groups. And I'm just feeling like we need to have a conversation. Excuse me. Can we talk? Can we talk? Because what the heck is happening, right? So outside of not knowing, we also have an issue within social media, within the podcast world that I want to really address on this first podcast before we move forward with all the other great dynamic conversations that we're going to have about the behind the scenes of wine okay? And that is, y'all, check your source, okay? Now, why am I saying that? Let's go ahead, bring it on back in time, all right? So a few months ago, y'all remember when there was this crazy thing happening online, maybe you don't know, but there was a whole moment when there was a big conversation about Beyonce's ticket prices. Now, I'm gonna take y'all into my mental space back then, okay? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on my choice of social media platform. And people are discussing how crazy Beyonce's ticket prices are. And at the time, I remember being so confused because once they said that, I was actually excited just to see, oh, the tickets are released. So I would go online and I would see that, number one, um, the tickets weren't, Released and number two, there was nowhere online for me to see, you know, easy access on what the ticket prices were. So I would go back online. I'm just trying to figure out. So how do they know how much it is if it's not even released? Next thing you know, I'm seeing these whole PDFs being passed along, shared on everyone's platform, talking about what the prices were: thirty-five hundred dollars plus for a regular nosebleed ticket. And I'm just trying to understand. Where are they getting this from? Was it leaked? And you know, so I'm actually sitting on the sideline because people are talking about it. They're saying that Beyonce's gouging. They're saying that they will never support her anymore. They are actually trash talk chat. Get it together. Trash talking Beyonce. And I'm sitting there trying to understand, okay, I'm just going to sit here quiet and wait for the tickets to actually be released because I don't understand how... They can have all this dialogue about ticket prices that we don't even know is really out there. So lo and behold, time passes. And guess what? Tickets are released. And I am livid. I am livid because it was all a lie. It was all a lie, okay? These people, actual trolls, sat in the comfort of their homes. They created ticket PDFs, wrote it all out about where the tickets would be, how much they would be, and the nosebleeds all the way down to the very front where you can see the sweat drip from her precious eyebrow. And we, as consumers, as people on these social media streets, without thinking, shared. And not only shared, commented and not only commented said that we didn't like Beyonce said that we wouldn't support her said that she does not care about her fans and doesn't care about the average listener I mean the conversations go on and all of that negativity came from what a troll in the piece of their own home on their computer making a lie saying that the tickets are way too expensive and here's proof That's the world we live in, where nobody actually takes the time to say, hey, I know that PDF, I know that picture looks real, but let me do my due diligence and actually open my own computer and see what I can find to make sure that the source is accurate. We don't do that, y'all. We take what other people say and we run with it. And we also listen to people who thrive off cancel culture, who thrive off buzzwords, who thrive off sweeping generalizations that are not based in facts. And I need us to get away from that state of mind because how can we ever know the difference between opinion and fact if we are always stuck on just saying, hey, it's on the internet, so it must be true. Like, don't y'all remember when we were little kids when the internet just came out? Yes, I just aged myself, Lord. Yes, I did. Ooh, I didn't have to say it that way, but it's true. I remember being a little girl and everyone saying you can't just believe everything on the internet. Why do we feel that social media is any different? It's still the internet. And we must be able to think for ourselves. So let me go ahead and tell you what happened shortly after that. So after the whole Beyonce thing, I mean, I was going off, y'all. I was I was talking to my mom and my friends, my family. I was like, this is the state of our culture. No one does their own research. No one's an intellectual. You know, I'm like, I'm pissed, right? And a couple weeks ago, which will be like maybe a month or so after the whole Beyonce thing, um, uh, I interviewed Maya though the wine mistress, who is the woman who got me into wine, right? Hello. I don't care. I'm still gonna give you a shout out. <laughs> and, you know, she showed me this video of this woman who is a nutritionist, uh, vegan nutritionist, right? And she pretty much has the statement and the view that you shouldn't drink wine. And on a podcast, she was being interviewed and she explained why. Now, I was supposed to, Maya wanted me to uh, create a video online, which I still might do. But honestly, when I first found, when she sent me the video and I was watching it while I was here in Italy and I was kind of going over and over and over it. And I really was having a hard time making a video because there were so many things to talk about. So many points of confusion and truth. And I think that's what I want us to recognize moving forward as we discuss wine behind the scenes and in front where it's beautiful and sexy with the vineyards, right? There is an illusion that we have to dissect to understand what is true and what is not. Because the greatness of a lie, like, you know, when you come across a lie that is just pristine and great, usually there's some element of truth in it that distracts you from what the real falsehood is. And so today I'm gonna talk a little bit about that video. I don't wanna stick on it too long because honestly I don't like giving foolishness too much light and I'm sorry, why am I calling it foolish? I'm not calling her foolish. I'm calling the idea of sweeping generalizations foolish because whenever you hear a statement that really just says, don't do this, all of it, just throw it all away. Most likely, not all the time, but most likely there are, there are a few perspectives and details that are missing in that conversation that could help you better form your own opinion rather than listening to someone say why you shouldn't do something, right? Again, Podcasters, we do this all the time and I freaking hate it. I do not like when we use buzzwords or when we say certain phrases that will grasp people's attention, but it lacks context. And we listen to podcasts, not to just hear what your opinion is. We listen to podcasts, we read articles, we listen to the news, we take in journalism so that we can have the resources to form our own opinion. So let's go ahead. I'm going to start breaking down exactly what she was saying and then we'll talk about what the truth is and how we as a community should move forward being a little more aware of what she's talking about because what she's talking about is a real topic that we should discuss, just not in the manner that it was done. I don't care. I said what I said. So in short... She was saying you shouldn't drink wine because there are additives and fillers within it. um, And she recommended maybe drinking tequila, gin, vodka, um, because they supposedly don't have any additives. Um, And I think that what she was talking about leading, she was, I mean, in short, okay, let me pause y'all. Because y'all, this is what I was dealing with when I was creating my clip. My brain keeps going in 50 different directions because each statement has to be broken down into bite-sized pieces because each statement in its bite-sized form has a detail that is missing, okay? And I hope that that makes sense because it's a lot for me, okay? Um... She goes on to say that these, there are certain additives and fillers that are allowed to be used in America that aren't allowed to be used in other countries and that these exact additives that she is talking about actually are the cause for cancer. Yikes, right? Um, it's super problematic because, again, it's all about context. So what she's talking about, there's truth to it when we are discussing those really big wine brands, mass production, who cut corners, try to find money any way they can. It exists. And guess what? It is a big topic within the wine industry that we care about. So let's first validate what she's saying and what her concerns are by saying yes. There are harmful additives and things that you can use within wine that can be harmful and that you as a consumer need to be aware of. And also know that we as a wine community are working to add nutrition labels onto our wines so that we can understand exactly what we are putting into our body. So let's play that, right? But the other side of that conversation and what makes it super problematic is it implies that... All wines outside of natural wines are using these harmful additives. And again, context, what people don't know, and I try my best to talk about on my platform, money talks. So there are a lot of natural wines out there, organic wines out there, sustainable, biodynamic, all the label wines out there who don't have the certifications to say that they are because they can't afford it. So in doing that, you are actually kind of, depending on who you're choosing to support, supporting certain wine brands that maybe have the money to say that they are natural. And some natural wines don't actually have total and complete natural practices. You might be able to work with a smaller, buy a smaller Brand that actually has natural practices without the label that still probably fits your nutrition needs, right? Which is making sure that you don't have those additives. So the conversation is not whole enough. It's very, uh, again, that sweeping generalization where we are saying something that sounds like it makes sense, but when you actually contextualize it, it doesn't at all. Um, And I, I have to say this as well. She is right when we talk about additives not being in some gins and whiskies and maybe even some tequilas but the same concept goes when we are talking about those big wine brands that cut corners the same thing happens with these big spirit companies with vodka, gin, whiskey, tequila, all of them, they will use additives to enhance flavor sometimes when they are those big mass production brands. It's the same conversation and we have to be mindful of that. You can't just say one thing and forget that we live in a world where people are greedy in all industries in America and outside of America. So be diligent in, who you choose to support, talk to, you know, that's why I kind of, I really do recommend working or buying from smaller wine companies, direct to consumer, really ordering directly from them because you can form a relationship with winemakers. You can ask them the tough questions and they, if they are honest and you know, that's a vibe check, they'll tell you what they're doing for the most part because a lot of wine, winemakers, they drink their own wines. I don't think that we're trying to kill ourselves, uh, if I'm being honest. I also have to say in the conversation of additives, yes, there are harmful additives. Yes, there are additives that can cause cancer. Lord have mercy. But can we please acknowledge that there are additives that don't? Can we also talk about the fact that making wine, it's, it's unstable. It's some wines, when you make it straight away, it's not healthy to just drink. You need an additive so that you can consume it without harm. The same goes for juice and beer, but people don't know that. So while she's going on a crusade about why you shouldn't drink uh, wine, we also have to be able to acknowledge that you maybe you can't drink juice. Maybe you can't drink beer. Maybe you can't drink the same things that she said you can, gin, vodka, and tequila. Like, you guys, it's all about doing your due diligence on what you decide to put in your body, moving with your own convictions. If you are someone who just wants to avoid additives altogether, yes. Go the natural wine route because it's a actual category that is there for people just like you. But if you are someone who like, hey, I love my wine, I do not need natural, I'm okay with the additive, just make sure that it's not gonna be the bad one. Yes, there are ways to make sure that the wine that you're drinking fits your needs. It's the same whenever I'm talking about palate preference, the same I'm talking about region, everything. Figure out what you want. Ask me or another wine professional so that we can find a wine that fits your needs. But be very careful when you're discussing things and saying, oh, you can't do this, don't do that because child, it's not true. It's dangerous everywhere out here. You have to pay attention to what you're eating, what you're drinking, where you're sleeping. It doesn't matter. Air quality, (laughs) like you know what I mean? Like it's, you have to do your due diligence no matter what, what detergent you're using. You're using a natural detergent that has synthetics and you don't know. Like you have to do your due diligence. I keep saying it because I needed to get through everyone's head. Just because you heard it, just because someone said it, just because you read it, does not mean that you don't do more research to understand why it is the way that it is and what the loopholes are so that you can continue to live and enjoy your life and not feel like you are bound by someone else's rules and expectations and guidelines of how you should be drinking or not drinking wine. Lord have mercy. Can we talk? Yeah, y'all, it's a lot. Um, I want to make sure that you guys understand that the conversation that I'm having on this podcast is just perspective. I want you guys to have the ability and know that you, you have the ability to think for yourselves. Okay. Okay. I didn't actually go back and listen to that whole podcast. I don't want to, I don't care to, I'm just gonna keep it a buck, okay? However, what did I do? I didn't just listen to a clip and run with it. I did my own research. She's talking about spirits. I had no idea if spirits actually needed fining or um, additives or not. Turns out they don't need them, but a lot of them use it to enhance flavor. Okay, and also just so that it's clear, it's not written on the back of their bottle that they use any type of additives either. So I want us to get in the practice, especially as we move forward with a lot of dynamic wine conversations, that no matter what, know that I did my research before I came on here just talking, okay? But I also want you to challenge me. If I say something, you like "Mm, I don't know if that's right. Okay, with love. Talk to me, tell me. Let's open the dialogue, let's open the floor to communicate and talk and revive the concept of being true intellectuals and thinking for ourselves. I know earlier I was like, nobody thinks for themselves. Obviously that's I was being dramatic, okay? I know that there are people out there, but it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you have to exercise in saying, hey, that's a topic that interests me rather than just listening to someone that i trust which is good you should listen to people that you trust i'm going to take that information that they said and i'm actually going to look more into it because i want to be able to not just have conversations but to have dynamic conversations that i add and take away from so thank y'all for listening to this podcast i don't know if this was a rant or educational or set up for what's to come maybe it was all the above but no matter what I am ecstatic to be back I'm ecstatic to be here in Italy we're getting ready to head up Etna boo boo actually by the time this podcast is released I should either be up there or on my way home or home so I don't know but we living and we thriving hey eh? so I will see y'all very soon again Suzanne is coming out y'all be very excited for Suzanne because um I'm proud of her too she about to be real small she got some. she got something to offer y'all something for y'all to research and look up on your own yeah okay because y'all if you're gonna be a supporter of the millennial psalm you're gonna be a supporter of yourself You're going to be a supporter of your own knowledge of what you consume and put into your body. And you're also going to be a true advocate for your own community and making sure that we stand up as a community, as one community within the wine industry. So I love y'all. Thank y'all for letting me, you know, get my thing off real quick. And hopefully this is a good uh, podcast to open up the the second season. Because, child, (sighs) that thing had me stressed. I love (laughs) y'all. Bye y'all know
0: what time it is the millennial song podcast have a seat and grab a glass millennial song podcast time to wind down swirl that glass open up if you like how it's feeling catch the fire turn it up y'all know what time it is the millennial song podcast have a seat and grab a glass. Millennial Song Podcast. Time to one down, swirl that glass, open up. If you like how it's feeling, catch the